Ah, all right, perfect. Yo, uh, Red River, Red River podcast, episode 133. Uh, I know, totally. Wow. I, it's a very special number when you really think about it, you know. Uh, uh, I, was, I was listening to uh, the Woody, the Cannon films one last night. Yeah, I was uh, work all night, so I was like listening to a couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah, that guy that guy uh, is definitely, you know, doing the Lord's work over there. I see you have your Death Wish three poster in the back. So that's. Oh, yeah. Shit. I didn't even. Yes. I I thought you rearranged the room just so you could drop that episode (laughs) thing in there. I was like, thanks for the plug. Uh, So, yeah. Bobby start. Yeah, sure. Bobby. Bobby Heckman, man. Uh, Welcome to Red River podcast. Long time coming. Um, we've known each other for a minute. Um, just at the moment, you just happened to have written and directed a Friday the 13th fan film. So I figured what better time to talk about it than now. Yeah, let's do it. So, so uh, I did it. yeah, yeah. You, you did it. And, and that's the whole thing. It was like a complete undertaking. I watched the whole thing. It's like a 40 minute film. And just like, like, how did this come about? Like you could have done. Like, what is your relationship with the Friday the 13th series? Because you could have done anything. You could have done, like, you know, like the big four, like Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Nightmare on Elm Street. Why Friday the 13th? Uh, Friday the 13th, I always had a special connection to. Uh, my friend, growing up, my friend Tommy and I really attached to the Friday the 13th series. We were, like, obsessed with, like, every installment, you know, at the time growing up in the 80s. Um, I don't know what, like exactly drew me into that um especially since the original halloween is one of my favorite horror films of all time same absolutely um and i'll take the original halloween over any of the friday 13th so i don't know why i i guess because the halloween there are different types of horror absolutely Um, yeah I, i feel like the halloween movies are more I don't want to say classier films, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I mean, you're not you're, you're you're not wrong until you get to like Halloween Kills, and you're like, oh, you're basically just Jason in this movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're just <laughs> mangling people. Yeah, just mangling um, people. Uh, but there's something about John Carpenter's direction and those films, and Donald Pleasance, uh, like the greatest character actor ever. <laughs> He's so like awesome in that. What uh, what, so this, what, what like about little... what about this question? Yes, the original Friday the Thirteenth or Sleepaway Camp? Uh, Sleepaway Camp. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just I have more fun watching Sleepaway Camp, but I do love the original Friday the Thirteenth. Great, uh, great, like plot twist on both for sure. Oh, 100%. absolutely, absolutely, and I and I really want to know like. I was just talking about this with a friend at a convention recently, like how Sleepaway Camp holds up today in today's world of transgender and, you know, like, and everything like, like, how does, how, how would it be looked upon? I, you we, know? we would have to ask the only transgender person we know, which is Kiara Walker. So I got, I got to ask her what she thinks, you know? but it's, <laughs> and, it's and Ricky, and Ricky Vitus, the, the, the effects guy for uh victim no more. I'm oh, not... okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, it's, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, it's it, that movie really holds up. Like I recently watched it and then it made me think 
because I, I hold Friday the 13th in, in this light like we all do. You talking about Friday the 13th one or sleep? No, no. I'm talking about Sleepaway Camp, okay. I, but I've rewatched both recently. Mm-hmm. And it, it got me thinking after enjoying watching Sleepaway Camp more that I was like, wow, I, I kind of feel like I enjoy Sleepaway Camp more than the original, you know, it, because it, it's like you you put them in the same category. It's like, you know, it, it, they almost feel like in, in the same Camp band. slasher. Right. Yeah. And uh, after going to recently, I did the um the tour um in new jersey of, of the uh original yeah, crystal lake tours yeah yeah um but yeah it's just it still holds up just i feel like there's just something so mean about sleepaway <laughs> camp that i love like the violence to it the killing and then that whole ending that whole ending i can't like to this day that might be the most like jaw-dropping ending of any movie that I could think of. Yeah. yeah it, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's still shocking. Like, it's, still shocking. it's still, it's still creepy. It's like, it was the ultimate like slumber party movie that you watched when you were kids with a group of friends. And yeah, you know, we all kind of have like, anybody that grew up in the seventies, eighties, whatever, like we all kind of have that story of renting sleepaway camp with yep. friends or, whatever, or somebody made us watch it. And it's, I mean, and it's like such a, oh man, the characters in that movie are just so disgusting. They're kind of vile. Yeah, they're kind of yeah, vile. Like, like Everyone that works at that camp is a child molester. <laughs> Every single yeah, yeah, one yeah. of them. And everybody's really angry. And like <laughs> yeah, the, kid, yeah. the kids curse like sailors. It's just <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like, but so that, that's what I mean. There's, there's kind of a sense of, there's more enjoyment of the characters Mm-hmm. And of Friday 13th in that movie because you're dealing with a bunch of like 14 year olds running around, you yeah. know, acting like idiots or being stuck up and obnoxious. And and then you got like all the people that work at the camp there and they're just cartoon characters, <laughs> you know, like just whoo. And yeah. the kills are really creative. You know, they like, are they yeah. are pretty creative. They really are. Like they like yeah. it's it's pretty damn cool. Um, and then like you know, Bruce Springsteen's sister was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. let me let me hold it down for the next couple of movies. Let me get at that. <laughs> just the first, just the second one though. Did she come no, back for the third? She, she did two and three. She yeah, did. Were, okay, I don't remember three that well. They yeah, were yeah. shot back to back, and like in the span of like three weeks or something. Um. And I, I mean, I, I like them. I mean, the third one is probably my least favorite. I mean, it's it's really cut up pretty bad, edited. Uh, it's not, you know, but there's still like weird, enjoyable parts. Yeah. And that part three has some vile characters, too. They're like racist and like saying awful things to each other. Well, I mean, that was the that was the uh, the era for sure. You know, that's, and I got to uh... admit, I, I really enjoyed uh, the fourth one, Return to Sleepaway Camp. I, I, I did, I, too. It's really done. I think it's really done well. And it's just it's a, it's odd that the original director directed it. And it seems like he didn't um, like apparently this movie was was written in the 80s. And it and it seemed like it wasn't changed at all the way it's written the way it's directed seems like it was shot in the exact same style as the original sleepaway camp that, and there was some cool creative yeah. kills in it and it was another you know weird twist ending you know i like so um I, the box that i remember came with like a trailer or something of the fourth that yeah, never the, the fiver 
Yeah, that one was never made. And I just remember like watching like that DVD and thinking like, yo, I hope they never make this fucking movie because it looks terrible. Yeah, and then, yeah. They only shot a few scenes and it got shut down. Oh, it was so bad. Like, it's just it's it, like it I, I, I could. It did look like it, it really looked like a complete yeah. porn movie. But then uh, Return to Sleepaway Camp, you know, I had Vincent Pastore and then uh, Felicia came back. And I remember watching it and thinking like for what it was, I was like, this is pretty good, like on par with, you know, like if you're going to yeah. watch one through four, like you're not going to think like, oh, my God, four is like, no, you're going to be like, yeah, yeah all right. This is... uh, unfortunately, it didn't get a lot of love and, you know, it didn't nothing they were going to make a part five if it was somewhat successful in responses. But I don't know. I, I mean, I thought it was cool. Um, I, I know a lot of people found the main kid annoying. Uh, Alan, the guy that was like, you your ass stinks. He just kept saying like same yeah. lines like that. And like, and everybody, you know, he was set up to be like, oh, is he the killer? Um, and oh. it, a lot of times when, when someone hates a character, it's like, yeah, like everyone hated Jar Jar Binks so much that it like it didn't matter what anyone thought of like Star Wars. They were like, that guy yeah. sucks. And or like you know, Baba I, Duke. I, I was never. Yeah. yeah but, uh, I, and I was, I, you know, honestly, I was never a Jar Jar hater much. It, when I first experienced Jar Jar the first time, I was like, hmm, well, he's kind of irritating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay. But then as the movie went on, I mean, I was sitting next to like a 8-year-old kid who was loving it, you know? Like so and I was just like, well, yeah, they're big fairy tale fantasy movies, you know, so it's like he's enjoying it. And then I kind of like it, it kind of brought out the 6-year-old in me. <laughs> oh, and I was wow. just like, I'm having fun with this movie. All right. You're a better you're a better man than me cuz I, I remember I know. I remember I watching that in 99, like when it came. Yeah, I guess we were all there in 99. I was oh, yeah. 21, I guess. And man. Skipping work that day. Yeah. yeah I, I uh, like my pants were so tight <laughs> with excitement. <laughs> but with every like 10 minutes that w that movie, like I just my, my boner got smaller and smaller. And by the time I got to that race, I was like, I don't know if this movie's going to be any good. <laughs> just like I'm like I can't you know so but whatever you know that little eight year old kid you know uh, bless his little heart because I'm sure that's the demographic they were going for. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it hit me in the those those uh, nostalgic you know spots. Yeah. I guess. Let me ask you, get, getting back to Friday, what was the first Friday the Thirteenth film you saw? And was it VHS? Did was it theatrical? Like what? Uh, what exposure to it? It was on, it was probably, it probably came on, came on like PIX, Channel 11 for Long Islanders. Nice. Um, I probably saw it, you know, one night on that. It, and it was probably part two and part three. I have a, a vague memory of seeing part three on VHS at a cousin's house. Mm -hmm. so it might have been part two. And then I saw part three and then um, a group of teenagers that were in my neighborhood came over to watch part four. Maybe they weren't allowed to watch it at their house or something. I, I have no idea what the situation was, why they were at my house watching it. Um, did you have the, did you have the cool house? I, I guess, uh, you know, I guess 
you know, my parents were friends with, you know, the, the surrounding houses in my neighborhood. So they were over watching it and I was kind of like popping in here and there and watching final chapter. And, you know, I was like, I guess at that point I was eight or nine and <clears throat> I was totally like into it. I was like, Oh my God. And then they were talking about how they'd seen a trailer for part five and, you know, they couldn't wait. And I was like, <laughs> I, I gotta get, I gotta get on this. So then I went to the, the local library um, in central Islip, New York. Talk, talking your language, Langan. Yeah, yeah. So Don't I'm like, that. I'm renting the first one. I'm going to rent the first one and the second one and start um, watching these. And then I, you know, I don't remember who turned, I don't know if my friend Tommy turned me onto it or I turned him onto it. It was kind of like a, kind of found it together. Yeah. Uh, it, but we would play Jason. We would dress up like Jason and chase each other around the house and create stories we were creating fan films before we had a camera you know <laughs> yeah that's that that's uh that sounds awesome same thing with me like I, I i gotta say i think i went in with two first um i don't ever remember having the i don't remember watching the first one i i always feel like it's always been two on and yeah, then yeah. Late, and then later on i watched the original but it was always like two and i'll, I'll never forget like uh jason holding the knife because he had like a black and blue under his nail and I thought yeah. that was I thought that was like the grossest thing ever. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> um, but so. All right. So Bobby Heckman, you you somehow decide you want to write and direct something like is that like I mean, that seems like something we all want to do, but you actually did it. So how do you put forward that? Um, well, originally, a few years ago, I wanted to put together a horror anthology film, a creep show, Tales from the dark side movie type thing um and i had written the script years before that and um i'm like i really want to do this uh and i you know i kept thinking about it and sitting on it for a while and then i saw one of the fan films never hike alone and i saw the production value in it and i was just like oh man and we all, as fans, missed the Friday 13th films, and now it's kind of like falling into the fans to make their own because it's been 13 years. So I was like, you wow. know what? You're right. That, yeah. I, it's it's crazy when you say it out loud, but you're right. Yeah, 13 years. Yeah. Um, so I – and I said, well, if I was going to make my own original film, uh, the anthology, I'm – I'm not going to get anybody to like contribute money, the amount of money that I need to make it properly. Um, <clears throat> so I was like, but if I make a fan film, which I'm passionate about anyway, about the series, I'm like, I could probably get some contributors to, and be because of the people I'm friends with, the, what I call my celeb buddies, <laughs> Yeah, they're all over this this movie for sure. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a pretty decent like list of like people that sure. we all grew up watching. So yeah, exactly. And you know, and I, I've been friends with all of them for a little over ten years now. So I'm like, well, if I can involve them somehow, like this could be something like really special. So just just give it give us a list so for people listening to know that you know who's actually attached to the movie. Uh, Joe Whitlow, who is. In one of my top five favorite movies of all time, Night of the Creeps. Absolutely. That's like 
that's like I, one, the, one of the greatest. I, I mean, I, I that's a movie I could put on every single day. Me too. And, um, not unlike Sleepaway Camp, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I could really, I, I love Joe Willow as a person and an actress. Uh, she's adorable. Um, but Night of the Creeps. I mean, I mean, she's also in Weird Science, which is my favorite comedy of all time. Sure. Anything more than a mouthful is a waste. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Um, Catherine Mary Stewart uh, from Weekend at Bernie's, Last Starfighter, Night of the Comet. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, I mean, she's she's worked with all the greats, including Charles Bronson. Yeah. And now Bobby uh, and now Bobby Hackney. And and now me. Uh, and there's one shot where I'm in the film for You're like in. a brief second. Yeah, right in the very beginning. Yep, you see me walking out. And and that's I mean, partially because it's like, oh, well, my little Hitchcock appearance. Yeah. You know, but also and more importantly, so I could be directed by Catherine Mary Stewart. Yeah. because so, she directed all the opening uh uh Manhattan shots. Amazing. So those shots are really, really cool because your your inner 80s child really came out. Um, first of yeah. all, that song is great. Oh, that, that opening song is really good. I, are there just who's friends of yours? Yeah, uh, this guy, uh, Mike McGrainer, he put out an album. Uh, I think it was last year. It might have been the beginning of last year. Um, might be two years old now. But um, it's a funny story. He's a huge horror fan, a huge Friday 13th fan. And he uh, he got a record deal because of Adrian King from part one. Wow. Oh, shit. Just a weird, just a weird, you know, mixing of yeah. awesomeness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great, um, great song. Uh, the beginning is cool, like the font. Like you're, you almost feel like you're watching like a John Hughes movie in the very beginning, which I'm sure maybe was a little purposeful for you. Like, yeah, you know, like, I mean, uh, I just thought it would be a fun idea to to begin the movie with. Uh, well, before we, we'll go back to that. But yeah. the other two cameos I have in the movie is Amy Steele, which we've had on Friday Thirteen Part Two, and most people's favorite Final Girl. Sure, because she uses like psychology against Jason and stuff, which is pretty awesome. Um, and Kimberly Beck, who's yeah. the main girl from part four. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trish Jarvis. Um, and they're just amazing. They're, they're my top two favorite final girls. And to have them involved in this was like, oh, like surreal. Really, really cool. I mean, like, it's just like, you know, to be friends with people that, that are in these movies is one thing. It's another thing to involve them in something that they agree to do. You know, it's, uh pretty fucking cool like i mean that's that's one hell of a uh fan film flex for sure yeah yeah and you know and i just and and it's something that i didn't want to spoil uh you know because a lot of people kept saying uh when a couple of the people that contributed money to be a associate producer or a co-producer they kind of wanted to know some information before they handed over 500 bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever i'm like of course and they're like, well, who's going to be in this movie that's going to make it worthwhile? And and I said, you know, I gave them the list of people and I said, well, are you going to promote that? Because you can get a lot more money saying like, oh, Amy and Kimberly and 
Catherine are involved in this project, you know, we could probably raise $50,000 or something. And I'm just like, yeah, but I kind of want to, I kind of want to keep it a secret. And it's, that's kind of what they did with never hike alone where they kind of kept the Tom Matthews, a secret thing until he pops up at the end. Because sometimes it's a disappointment when you find out, hey, this person's going to be in the movie. And then fans' reaction is like, oh, they're going to be in the whole movie. It's not going to be, you know, and then when they just see that it's a cameo, they're disappointed. Yeah. So it's almost like you're messing around with their uh, expectations. For sure. And it's it's easier to play it the way you did. You know, it's because I, I had no idea. And I didn't ask. And then when, when I'm watching, I'm just like, I know you, I know you, I know you. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is pretty cool. I What I didn't realize was uh, obviously, you know, like the narration part. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, it Originally, it was going to be somebody else doing the narration at the end. but John Larroquette? It's John Larroquette <laughs> doing this for Texas. Jane, Saul, I love that they got him for the new one. I was just yeah. like, wow. I'm like, who would I? I had no idea he was still alive. Shout out to Dan Dan Fielding. Yeah, him, him, and uh, that voice is and Morgan Freeman just yeah. narrate everything. You know. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, those those are those are good. Like like, just the list is good. But also the people, like your friends or whoever they are in the movie, everyone did a really good job. Uh, everyone really did a really good. Like what when you the, the thing that like I I'm not really too familiar with fan films. Like I just don't watch them. Right. Um, and if you weren't like someone that I knew, I probably it wouldn't be on my radar. But when you know we're friends and you made it. And I was just like kind of blown away by like the production value. I was just like, well, oh, this well, is- it looked great. You, you, you would have been involved because I would have been, hey, playing dead. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, all right. Thank you so much for including our band for sure. That oh, was pretty of course. Cool. You know, it's like, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I used to go see. Sorry, I haven't seen you guys in a while. That's all right. But I've seen you guys many times. I'm, Mr. He- and I'm other here. Places. I'm here right now. Yeah, are you at Mr. Berry's right now? <laughs> <laughs> but our, our mutual friend too, Sean, helped you out, man. He's he. I I got to get him on the show too. I want to talk some. Uh, I wanted to get him on for the um. We did Rocktober Blood and uh, Hard Rock Zombies because yeah. he would have been perfect for that stuff. Oh my god, yes! I was going <laughs> to listen to the Hard Rock Zombies episode last night too, and I, it, I didn't get a chance. It's it's yeah, it's it's, it's saying enough about that. Yeah. What did you shoot? What did you um shoot the film the shoot the movie with like because it looked great i thought yeah that that's all sean sean as you know sam like you know amazing cinematographer he he knows what he's doing he takes care in every shot that he does Mm. um you know some of the scenes you know like little sequences in my film you know like say the the kid when he hides behind the tree Mm -hmm. you know like that shot those those like four angles took a couple hours to set up each, you know, but it's like, it looks great. So it's like, you know, you just trust Sean and you trust how long it's going to take and you know, it's going to look great. He shot it on a, a black magic 4k black magic can. I'm, I'm not technically, you know, Hey, you, you already fooled us. That's that. That sounded right. I'm, I, a magic, Wait, a magic, a magic black 4k. That, that's all yeah. A, ma- a magic camera. He shot it on his magic <laughs> camera. You know? Did he hide? Um, did he hide into a black robe? Uh, you know, over his head. Absolutely. 
Yes, and he had <laughs> black roses on him. And, you know. Um, but uh, Sean knows what he's doing. Absolutely, Sean knows what he's doing. And when he when I saw his music video for you guys for No Apologies, I was like, hmm, maybe this is the song I could. T-. I was going to use you guys no matter what because yeah. I know you guys are huge Friday Thirteenth fans. Um. Is is Steven the drummer still with you or not anymore? Yeah, Steve, Steve. But he, I mean, he was our drummer for a long, long time, but no longer. Uh, he left in October of 2020, you know, just wanted to okay. do something different musically. But yeah, Steve would definitely be one of the most appreciative <laughs> of of yeah, something yeah. like that. I'll, I'll never forget uh, me, me having a conversation with him and you outside Mr. Beery's about how great part five is yeah you know, like, so i was just like well if i ever make a film a horror film doesn't even have to be friday 13th i'm like i gotta stick some playing dead in there because i know how dedicated horror fans they are yeah yeah part five is one of those movies just like <laughs> um just like halloween three like i feel like as you get older you you kind of appreciate it more 100%. Yeah, I mean, I always loved part five. I never understood. Oh, you were ahead of the curve. Oh, Jason's not in it because then it sucks. I'm like, well. Yeah, that's exactly the, the way. Characters that's a- are fucking hilarious. <laughs> what, like Ratatouille? <laughs> yeah, Ratatouille, yeah. Obviously, you saw my homage to that in my film. I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just like amazing like all right so easter Um, eggs a couple of the easter eggs i i don't really want to talk too much of them but i do want to bring up one that i really loved speaking of rat tattooey but i I also want to bring up um uh the blue oyster t-shirt no no the blue yeah 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 right there was like a blue oyster t-shirt in the the very beginning oyster salad bar yeah right like I mean, it has to be kind of like, you know, like, all right, because we're all thinking Police Academy for sure. 100%. I hear I hear that fucking, yeah. uh, I hear that saxophone. There you go. Yeah. That was cool. I mean, obviously, just for the local heads, Lucharitos t-shirt. I mean, everything that you include. <laughs> for the local heads. <laughs> for the local heads. Why not, you know? Of course, uh, yes. So I I love like Easter eggs like that. I think, uh, you know, I'm trying not to really talk too much of of the situation and plot just so people could watch it. Um, Yeah, I mean, I kind of we we were spoiling the hell out of it with photos. And uh, I kind of wish it was like, oh, maybe a month from now we could start throwing up photos and, um, you know, and spoiling it on other podcasts and stuff like that. But like it's it's all talked about now. So, but it's like, because I didn't know how many views we would get or anything. So, all right, you know, all right. Jason dies at the end guys. Sorry to spoil yeah. it. <laughs> well, or does he, we don't no, know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. We, we kind of make them know more part two. That. Evil died tonight. Evil, evil <laughs> died tonight. But, uh, evil died at midday, you know, <laughs> that is um, true. Yeah. 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 But um, midday. So then that, that that's also a really good point. Obviously, was that just because that's when everyone was available? You did it like, you know, because there really was well, no night shots. Sean was very grateful that the whole film was shot during the day because it, it <laughs> meant like it meant like, you know, didn't have to worry about lighting too much, but no generators out in the middle of the woods making noise and, you know, whatever. I'm just like, well. I kind of want to shoot this whole thing during the day 
But then I also want to like, this is when we first started. I'm like, if it is successful and gets good, good responses and everything, like, then I'll shoot the sequel entirely at night, and then you're gonna have trouble. So I have my day, <laughs> my day one, and my night one. <laughs> so out of curiosity, for something like that, because there's always a sequel. Like, I mean, if you did have the opportunity to make a sequel, is that something that you thought of? Uh, yes, I had thought about it. Um, after we after we wrapped shooting, I I guess at the end of last year, I. I pretty much was like, oh, man, I'm getting the bug. Like, I thought this would be my one and only. I'm like, I'm not using it as a stepping stone to make more films or anything like that. I have no interest in being part of the industry. I have my full-time pension job, and, you know, I want to travel and do other things. But I did really enjoy it as a hobby. Um, I mean, it's, it's what I do. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing. It's like music. Playing music, we just do because we love it. It's not like, right. like if someone offered us a tour tomorrow for two months, I'd have to say no because how could I just leave? Right, right. I, it's, I it's can't. That kind of, it's exactly that kind of situation where it's like, well, I don't know. Um, I just wanted to do it because I was passionate about it, you know, and thought it might be a lot of fun. Um, I mean, there was definitely trials and tribulations <laughs> throughout, but uh, but in the end, when we all finished and you know, we started editing it together. It was kind of like, oh man, I'm, I'm getting the bug. I want to make another one. But I would only decide to do, I have two ideas for two sequels and then it would be a trilogy and that's it with Friday 13th. Oh, very cool. Um, will we uh, see Corey like Feldman it, maybe? Yeah, Corey Feldman. Corey maybe? Feldman no, is a sea dog. Sea dog. No, see, yeah, is it sea dog? Sea dog. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Probably, probably, probably we, not. We can get him in the. Budget. I wouldn't want any kind of like odd drama. I feel like in, we can get him in the. We we can get him in the budget. Nah. Oh, you can definitely get him. Apparently, he he comes pretty cheap. Ah, um, I've seen some emails. Well, are you getting him by himself or with his angels? <laughs> is that what they are, angels? Because <laughs> yeah. well, that drives the price up. Like, instead of a big final girl finale we could have the angels finale you know um but i do have ideas for sequels and that would be it and it, but it really depends on how many views we get and if the response is great and continues to be good um like if we hit a hundred thousand views that's my thing if like we had a hundred thousand views and the response is still positive overall. I mean, there's going to be negative. Haters are going to hate that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they, well, I mean, like, they, they hate. They hate anything. Anything. Anything and everything. Yeah. Um, so if it hits 100,000 views, I will consider making the sequel. And the sequel, we'd have to raise even more than double of what this production cost. Uh, which in the end turned out to be around twenty eight thousand. Wow. I thought I thought thirteen fourteen thousand was going to be enough, uh, considering like half the people in it, you know, were friends or, I mean, they were still paid, but like, you know, because the only way to get your friends to show up is to pay them. Sometimes, you yeah. Know? I mean, listen, craft services ain't free. It, exactly. Yeah, all that stuff costs a lot of money. The effects cost a lot of money. They, you know, one of the locations cost a lot of money. 
Um, so it turned out to be around 20 grand. There was, there, there was one thing that I do want to say that I loved, and I, I'm not going to say too much of it other than, a, you know, a rib getting pulled. The ribeye? <laughs> yeah, the ribeye was, like, pretty fucking <laughs> funny. I thought it was just really, really cool. I like that. That's episode. that's a kill that I've been uh, – I've been stirring that kill since 2000. Oh, cool. For 22 years, I've had that kill in my head. <laughs> yeah. And it, I wrote it in a in an outline, like a treatment, like for just shit, shits and giggles. I didn't think I would ever make it, but I made a Michael versus Jason script. Mm. Oh, I didn't write out the whole script. I wrote parts of it and I wrote out an outline. And at the end of that uh, treatment, uh, there's a big fight between Jason and Michael, of course. And Michael breaks off Jason's rib and sticks it in his own eye. Um, into the the eye hole with no eye. Yeah, that's what happens. Um, so Jason could still see, you know. So, <laughs> um, so and it's funny because that scene took place on Crystal Lake. On Crystal Lake, on the dock, was the big finale. And I'm just like, and then when I saw Freddy versus Jason three years later, I was like, I wrote this scene, except it was Michael and Jason, not Freddy and Jason. Come on. And and where you shot it, it, it kind of like you did you go to the actual place in Jersey or was that not it? No, no, that that definitely wasn't it. Um, it sure we, it that, sure as fuck look like it. No, thank you. That's awesome. Um, no, that's at an undisclosed location here on Long Island. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah. Um, you, you could say Riverhead. No one cares. Yeah. New Riverhead. You know, <laughs> you could say uh, you could say Mattatug. No one's listening. Yeah, so that, that was a whole situation unto itself. Uh, we don't have time to get into that. Oh, yeah. But, but we did it and it came out great. And I, I loved those cabins were awesome. You couldn't build a better set. Like everything in those cabins that you saw, like, you know, the bed frame and graffiti and broken windows and everything like that's just how it was. That's yeah. exactly and, and the, we didn't change anything. The dialogue was cool too, especially with between the the the, the Lucharitos guy and the girl. Like <laughs> the talk, yes. talking about like the Amityville heart. Like that it was just really well done, man. I, I gotta say. Um the whole, you know, the free thing is up on YouTube and and all that other stuff. So you could watch all 40 minutes of it. And um I also I, I kind of want to go back to something that you mentioned. So you, you said that you wrote an anthology. So, like, let's say yes. somewhere down the line, like, you get to make this. Like, how many stories did you write? Um, I wrote, was it four? Four short stories as part of the anthology. <clears throat> um, and actually, the sequel to Victim No More would be an anthology. And it would be going into the girls' origins and how they met and the kind of final girl support group, you know, situation that they found themselves in. And you'd also get, you know, answers for all your questions, you know, like what happened at the end of that battle? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but going back to the original anthology story I had, um, I don't know. I still really like love the idea and I, I haven't put it to bed yet, but it's kind of like, you know, if, if people seem to like these tribute films, the Friday 13th ones, 
it might make it easier for me to get, I mean, if I use Sean King and have keep the production value, like still at a pretty decent level, then it might be possible to like raise money to do an original project, you know? And uh, um, everyone loves anthology. I love anthology. I love anthology. I, I There's a million of them that I love. I, I love you know the creep shows and well not creep show three obviously well yeah but. yeah that that, <laughs> that that doesn't count but like i know you have a trick-or-treat tattoo no, uh no. i who i don't have a trick-or-treat tattoo i thought you had a trick-or-treat tattoo no nah, i wish you kidding me i should get one. Has a trick-or-treat tattoo. i am looking forward to that movie finally getting a fucking like uh theatrical so great like, oh my it, god it, yes how cool is that i remember just reading about it and like like um I think my friend Rob told me about it like a long time ago where he was like, they were like, it's kind of like Pulp Fiction, but horror. And yeah, I was like, yeah. oh my God. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense, but I got to watch it. <laughs> and like, it, it never got released. And like, I finally, yeah. like, I, I don't even remember how, like maybe I rented it off iTunes or some shit. And now to finally get to go to the theaters and watch that the new Halloween. Terror. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, how is this movie not a big thing? Like how did this yeah. like get how did i miss this you know the first time yeah and i i'm still blown away when you know so-called horror fans you know that you run into and have a conversation with then they haven't seen it yet i'm like what do you mean yeah. like what do, you, what do you mean you haven't seen trick or treat yet like don't you go to party city and wonder what the hell this mask is from yeah. like yeah you know that like there's trick or treat stuff everywhere and i wonder if like younger generations like even though what it is because you don't see it streaming a lot. You don't see like, where are they discovering this movie? Like I, I was blown away. It's it's one of my top. I mean, it's definitely, if I have a top 20 horror films, it's in it. It's so. in, yeah, for sure. And, and it's one of three iconic horror people that have come since like the big, like, you know, like the big four or five or whatever. Um, right. You got fucking uh, the doll from saw. For sure, like for later. If we're talking about the two thousands, yeah, yeah, like like yeah. every you know past like you know like the fucking Jasons and the and the Chuckies, like you have the the, the doll heads. the doll from Saw, you have Sam from Trick or Treat, and then you have now Art the Clown. Those are like the three things to mm. me that are like wow these 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 characters are just like next level like up up on the mantle. Um, so anyway, I have a few questions here that we were yeah, just kind of like, I just keep waiting for like the new icon. I yeah. lost you. Are you there? But you froze, Sam. Okay. I think we're going now. Are we good? I lost you. All right. Hello? Yeah, yeah, I got you. All right. So, um, your I... internet connection is unstable. Where is it me? I don't know, Brian. Are you talking? I'm. I'm not getting a message. Yeah, we're good. It's coming up on your screen. It says it's unstable. Uh, it came up on my screen. Uh, yeah, so you're unstable. <laughs> but I am. <laughs> it's fine. So we're here. Like I, I, we have we have uh, just some rapid fire questions we wanted to ask you to to close up here. Rapid fire. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have like, one like like Michael Rosenbaum show. Did you watch that show inside of you? No. You have one okay, second. Right, you have one second to answer though. Oh Jesus. I, You're on the okay. clock. <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> uh what we asked one hundred people. 
uh, all right. So we're going to talk Friday the 13th here. So yeah. uh, favorite Friday the 13th. Uh, final chapter. Growing up, it was part six. But by the time I got to my 20s, I realized it was final chapter. But they're neck and neck, four and six. That um, is correct. Yeah. That's, okay. That, that is answer. correct. With all those wrong answers. <laughs> I'll be grading. So uh, that's my favorite thanks, too. <laughs> that's what I said. Four and six for me. Um, and we had on Tom McLaughlin, and he was one of the coolest dudes on the planet. Like I have to listen to that episode. I I, I had been meaning to, but but the time you guys did that, at, I was going through like the worst shit in my life. It was so busy for me i'm like i gotta get back to listening to that interview with tom yeah you had he, he it was a lot of fun man he was super cool we talked that we talked amazing stories we talked uh, mm. freddy's nightmares but yeah for for me four and six uh least favorite uh it's jason takes manhattan but sometimes it's goes to hell but i think it's uh, it kind of depends on my mood because okay. Jason t- takes Manhattan can be fun. I mean, uh, well, they both can be fun and at times, but Jason goes to hell is just so much fun with the special effects and how crazy it is. So, so I, I I'm gonna have to go with eight. Okay, Jason takes Manhattan. Yo, me and you are on par. An eight, number eight for me, one hundred percent. Like it's yeah. it. So out of the, I could watch the first seven, no problem. Once we get yeah. to eight, it's fucking pretty brutal. Like, mm. well, and and there are people that like love jason takes manhattan and and grew up watching that and that was their favorite one and it might have been the first one they saw in theater so it's like i had to throw him a bone by that opening and victim no more with like even using the same font you're for right. the credits like, yes yes and i'm right. like yo this is for the jason take let's start this movie off by referencing my least favorite Friday. <laughs> so then that, there's people that love it, you know, that makes sense. I wasn't sure if that was intentional, but yeah, that's kind of like, all right, that's the vibe. I and, 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 and teleporting Jason once in a while, you know, like how he just appeared at, at the end of victim, the more to grab the kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, well, it's another kind of bone <laughs> towards yeah. the Jason takes. Innate. He was teleporting like a motherfucker. Um, that's a, but I yeah. loved I loved Jason Goes to Hell, which is a very hated movie, just because it reminded me of The Hidden. It reminded me of The Hidden and, and the, the body jumping, and I just thought the, the violence in Goes to Hell was outrageously ridiculous. Yeah, and I that thought it, tense scene, man. I thought, I thought it was just like a very different, like, um, it's just different. Like, he tried something different, and he, he yeah. succeeded. Um, now, what do you think is the most underrated Friday the 13th? Um, well, I guess you mentioned it before, but part five is pretty underrated considering so many people don't like it because Jason's not in it, but I'm entertained by the whodunit plot plot of it. Um, the characters are fun. Um, I don't know if it'd be part five, I guess part five would be the, Yeah. Because it is, like you said, it's like kind of like the Halloween three. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, which is, you know, awesome in my opinion. So, um, okay. So, out of all the movies, what plot point do you think was the one worth continuing? 
like anything that they did in any of like the the 12 movies that you feel like they got right and they should have moved on with um I guess the Tommy Jarvis story or the Jarvis family story. Sure. Because, I mean, it's he's the one character that kind of moves on through three movies. And it feels like he gets a satisfactory ending to like, you know, but, you know, then he finds out Jason's still out there. So <laughs> after that, so um, it would have been cool to revisit Jarvis family cool and just um, and, and just like the Griswold kids he changed in uh, three times in three movies yeah exactly <laughs> exactly shout, shout and out. actually it's funny it's and part four and six might be my favorite but my favorite actor of Tommy Jarvis is the fifth one I oh, think he wow. did an awesome job I think he did really cool at just being like unstable he was definitely the scariest Tommy out of the three for sure he looked like he could like you know kill you yeah, I mean, he, he was struggling with a lot. Um, and it's kind of like, I take that as a little bit of inspiration for the film that I did where, you know, let me deal with the, like an unstable kid that like, whereas like if you notice in my film, like he, he's, he's awkward and odd. Like and he, he just, he, he goes from like yelling to being soft-spoken like right away because it's like his, he's trying to like not upset people, but he's also wants to get out of this little bubble that he seems trapped in too. So he's, it, he's like all over the place. Well, he's got, so great, I, I kind of took got, that a little bit. He's got great taste in music. That's all I know. Uh, <laughs> number six, um, favorite Jason out of all the movies, which one do you think like is, is your favorite uh, portrayal? Oh man, again, it's. And why is it Roy? <laughs> and why is it what? Why is it Roy? Why is, is it Roy? <laughs> Can you hear me? Why is it Roy? Yeah. Roy is my favorite Jason. <laughs> um, I guess. Man, I don't know. I, I mean, it's a toss-up between Ted White and C.J. Graham. Um, I think C.J. Graham. Yeah. Because because a- he doesn't breathe. And I like how stiff and dead he is. You know, like he just... Yeah, I, I just kind of... I like that. I like the, the zombie Jason of that. But, like, I it, that was another thing I, I kept telling... Uh, James, who played Jason in my film, I'm like, I don't want to see you breathe. Like, you're dead. Like, I don't want to, because everybody that's going to play zombie Jason is going to do a Kane Hodder impression. And I'm like, I don't want to see the, you know, the breathing thing. Like, Kane Hodder does it, and that's his thing, and everybody else that imitates him tries to kind of do that too. So. Um, I'm CJ all day, 100%. CJ all yep. day. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, what about you, Brian? I agree. CJ. Okay. All right. Uh, so I have two left. So uh, remake, yay or nay? Um, yay. I think they did a... 
Uh, there, there's things I like and things I don't like. You know, I, I like that they tried to reboot it in a way where they kind of squished a bunch of films together, like one through four, for a new generation and then spit it out so we can continue the story. I'm right. like, I, I thought it was pretty good in that sense. But I there's things that I hate when it becomes like a parody of itself and characters. Which which is exactly what happened at the like the very so the very beginning of it, the first like first kills in the first part of it was great. The first 20 minutes and awesome. then yeah. and then after that it turned into this fucking like like oh cool like I'll be like the stoner guy and you be like the hot chick and like I'll be the dick. Yeah. I hated that. But I the first 20 minutes really got me involved like because i was like yo that was kind of fucking brutal the way everything went down and oh, jason yeah. was jason was uh well it was at Derek mears right played him yeah, yeah. i mean oh, he, he's awesome he's really like, aggressive like i i wish they i wish Derek mears i mean because he's one of the nicest guys in the world first off but he's also a huge fan yeah. and he did an amazing job um i wish i wish they i wish it was successful enough and things were I mean, it was successful. It I guess. was. It was like, all very successful. <laughs> like, a yeah. Lot. <laughs> so it's like, yo, where's part two and three of this with Derek Mears? You know, I, I don't care about. You know, I, it would have been nice to have some likable characters and stuff, but yeah. I've heard so much about the 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 legal problems and all this stuff. I've heard, I heard they are starting to come to a close, though. Is there been some resolution in that? Do you know anything about it? They like, did. Where the franchise is at. Yeah, they, they, they came to some kind of conclusion, but there's always like appeals and stuff like that. And mm. now there's a tease that um, New Line Cinema might be putting out a new Friday 13th. This, I mean, but this keeps happening and then goes away, you know, and it's like, I'm not going to yeah. believe anything until I see a trailer. Such you know? a shame. And, yeah, I won't even believe it if I start seeing like production stills of, you know, you know, I'm just like, show me a trailer a year or two from now and then yeah. I'll believe it's happening. Um, when you said 13 years that, before, I was like, wow, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time. Like, I feel like, you know, it, I mean, if they're going to have to remake it again, I feel, but yeah. I kind of hope they do it in a way where, I mean, it's an easy way of not dismissing the old movies. Um. You know, they just don't have to bring it up. They just have to say, "Yo, Jason did this thing years ago. He's a legend now." And mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like what the reboot did a little bit. And he's still lurking, and you know, but if they do decide to remake it, then you know, you know, it's fine. <laughs> um, so just give me like characters I enjoy watching, and you know, I don't know. Last, but yay on a reboot, I guess. Yeah. Last question uh, before we do the very ending, which is the five favorite characters. So uh, the best cast, wh which one do you think is the best cast? Which Friday film has the best cast? Yeah. Final chapter, hands down. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Yep. Our, our white whale is Joe Zito. <laughs> to this day, we're like, we're like Invasion USA, Friday the 13th for the Prowler. We're like, we need this guy. Um and yep. he, he's in he really cared about putting on a good movie. He's in, he's in Dubai right now, according to Sam yeah. Furstenberg. Um, <laughs> all right, so 
that's it. So let's finish up here with the uh, five favorite characters from the Friday Thirteenth movie. Um, uh, Bobby, uh, give me your list. Give me f- number five. Uh oh, man, we're going from five to one. Yeah, let's Ooh. do it. Uh, mm. uh, Ethel from Part Five. Yeah, she made it. She made it. <laughs> Don't touch stew. me. I got a bomb on me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just. I'm smiling ear to ear, laughing every time she's on screen, saying whatever she's saying. What yeah, I so, what, so what, that, that what, what I love is uh, in retrospect, she was probably older than her son was in that movie. Uh, once you took that fucking makeup off of her and stuff, probably uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, my number five is Violet. Just the pop locking and part five, uh, Tiffany Helm. Like as a kid. I just had a big crush on her. I just thought she was like, I, I'm like, this is, I love this girl. So Langan. And I love that song, Pseudo Echo. I had to put Pseudo so Echo on good. my movie too. So <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had to give a taste of, because Pseudo Echo has a lot of awesome 80s tunes. So I'm like, let me put in this one song, a beat for you. So if people see that it's Pseudo Echo, you know, it's not on the nose, but it's like, you know, they'll recognize the band name. If they're hardcore fans, which which is funny, it's like, I mean, you know, all the Easter eggs right there are, are coming out, you know. But I mean, it doesn't matter, yeah. so whatever, you know. Throw no, it out it's there. it's fine. Yeah, who's, you know, who's gonna oh, watch it? That's it. <laughs> um, I already got three spins on that thing, so you know. Oh, excellent! Thank you. Awesome. N- number five. Uh, Samantha Judy Aronson from Part Four. Yeah, not a huge role, but. Yeah. She's my girl, major crush on her. And <laughs> I apologize to the, the video store I rented it from because I probably I might have wore out the, the tape and that skinny dipping scene. scene? It, it, that scene to me <laughs> as a young man falls right below the Phoebe Cates fast times. Yeah, I got the Judy Aronson run right there. Yeah, I love her. She, okay. And she does a lot of the conventions now and she looks amazing. She'll do um, photo ops with her in the I got the raft or something as a prop. Yeah. She'll like lay yeah. in the raft or something. Yeah. Like Keith Coogan does with his thing with Advantage yeah. of Avis sitting. That's <laughs> so, uh, great guy. I, yeah. We had him on too. Um, give me number four. Um, uh, let's go. Dr. Cruz. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah. He, total asshole. But so entertaining to watch this guy just be a dick, like to Tina and, and her mother. And I don't know. He's, I mean, I love Bernie's. So <laughs> also, shout out to him in uh, Three's Company. Great character. Um, number four. Yes. Three's yeah. Company. And and I even even though it's not a great movie, but I, I like him in it as Mannequin Two on the move. Yeah, wow. He's like I, this weird German guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, that's a weird pull. No, it's a great pull. That's what that's what we do here. We 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 talk nonsense. Uh, number four for me is somebody that went on to be in the. Uh, all right, you, you throw it, Sam. Yep, I hear you, Langan. Can you hear? I got you. Me? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, so number four is all right. I'm good now. Okay. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. It's all good. Uh, somebody who went on to be in the, uh, TV show, Stephen Freeman, Jason goes to hell. 
Okay. I, yeah. I, I think he was really good in it. I feel like he was pretty much the star of, of Jason goes to hell. Like you think of Creighton Dukes, obviously, cause it's absurd, but you, you think of, of Stephen Freeman in, in this movie. Cause I, I feel mm-hmm. like he, he was like a, like a true hero for sure. Langan number four. Uh, number four is yeah. any from uh, the first one. I just love the character. Um, her optimism, which is crushed. Obviously she's the first uh, present day victim. Right, the third victim technically we see in, in the film as it starts, but uh, and she could talk to dogs. She talks to a dog. She's yeah. magic. <laughs> I uh, love when uh, characters talk to the animals like they're people. You know, like even Corey Feldman was just like, "Hey, Gordon, you have a girlfriend or something? What's going on?" You know, like yes. like they all talk to people. They all talk to animals like they're going to talk back. Even the guy at the the general store in part three is talking to his rabbit. You know, what what I loved about um, him talking to Gordon is also just because it reminded me of Stand By Me uh, because it was also him talking to Gordon. So like I just that connection. Yeah. So that connection for sure. I mean, yo, say what you want. Like Corey Feldman was in like five or six of the greatest movies ever. Like be like just like. You could kill yourself after you fucking been in those movies and like sure. You know, it's amazing. Absolutely. I I I love Feldman and Hames, a lot of their movies. Um uh License of Drive is great. Ever, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Shit. Yeah. I'll leave I'll even give them blown away just because they were both banging Nicole Eggert. Dream uh, a little dream. Blown away is you know. An unsung classic. It, is. <laughs> it, it was like the beginning of like the VHS thing for me. Like I'm just like, oh, this is like yeah. you know, like the 90s. Like, um, all right. So give me just number three. Muddy. Oh, I loved it. Uh, well, first off, I want to comment real quick on the uh, Sam. Who did you pick for the last one? The last one was uh, Stephen Freeman for. Jesus oh Rose right, Lord. yes. It pans down. He's the best part of that movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. Especially the way he jumps over his handcuffs. That's pretty <laughs> sad. Yes. Um, great, great bomber. Jack. And Annie is, is pretty awesome in part one. Yeah, she's pretty sweet and real. Uh, yeah. um, number three, I'm going to go, man, it's a tie, but Jimbo and Teddy are like, you don't have one without the other. <laughs> yeah. So, but I guess I go, I'll pick Jimbo, you know. Um, Same one for my number three. Chris McGlover is just yep. so odd and weird. And, you know, I, I kind of, the guy that I had picked in my movie, uh, if I may plug it one more time. Of course. Um, <laughs> the guy who plays like the prankster guy that comes out as like fake Jason. Yep. Um, it was, he, he played it. So I had no idea how he was going to play it. But he played it just odd enough that it reminded me of like a Crispin Glover kind of guy, like where just the way he talked and like his voice went up and down and he just he was just weird, you know, just like I'm like, he feels like a Friday 13th character. For sure. I mean, and also just like the joking of uh, of Shelley, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's who I kind of imagined the character would be more like. But it, it's funny that he went from a Shelly to a Jimbo-ish. 
Yeah. And then off to a Ratatouille kind of guy when he goes <laughs> off the world. Yeah. I <laughs> fucking love yeah. Like, I'm telling you, I don't know how they didn't make my list. That fucking scene, like, it will, it's, that scene is one of the most absurd scenes in in any of the like probably the most absurd scene in any Friday Thirteenth because it just it's just a reason to kill two people like between him yeah. and and like nothing that. to do with anything no, I mean, they're just like, like greasers they're like, like rat tattooey going I'm gonna kick your fucking ass like it's just <laughs> like what um all right uh, so my, so my number three my number three is somebody yes. that we had on and uh, she was in the classic Walk Like a Man. Uh, with Howie Mandel, and it's uh, Amy Steele as Ginny in Friday Thirteen Part Two. Did you have Amy Steele on the show? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh my God! I I got to hear this episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! She was great. She was she's you know pretty killer. Uh, thanks to Dan Tur. Dan Tur yeah. hooked that up. Oh my God! Then I really got wait. Maybe I did listen to the episode. It was quick. It was like thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, she's she. Yeah, I feel like she's not. She's she, not. She, yeah, she doesn't want to talk more than like a half hour or an hour. She's yeah. like us. She doesn't want to like hear herself talk. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. cool and down there. Oh, she's, she's so, awesome. She's, she's she's like one of my favorite people in the world to hang out with. Yeah. Uh, she, she, when we do conventions and stuff, she's signing. We like do like Starbucks runs and like like it's like all right, let's get out of here. Let's go get some food. You know, like go going on a little adventure you know in, in 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 the 30 minutes like it just she was like super just normal and cool like we were so happy to yeah. to, to get a chance that's to talk how to her. that's how she rolls yeah oh, laying it number three you don't even have to explain why she's a favorite character you know she's awesome that's it give me your three Langan. my three was uh jimbo as well the dead fuck that's um, right he Crispin's great, you know. He's just you can't take him, your eyes off him when he's on the screen. And I, I and obviously the 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 dance, I mean, is legendary. And now they and I've read that, and obviously everyone knows that he played ACDC. That was the music that he was dancing to. I would really like. I still don't see that making sense. To, like making it like oh, he was no. dancing. It still would be insane looking. He could be know? dancing to. Uh... You know, Winter Wonderland. You know, it, it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yo, you we know, it's a pseudo echo. You know who uh -huh. his who his dad is? Like, I never knew that that was his dad. Like, I Danny Glover. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's him. I couldn't believe it. I was like the guy from Predator too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like his dad, I forgot his dad's name. Something Glover, obviously. And when you look at him, you're like Mr. Glover. You are. <laughs> literally the same looking person it's 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 almost like he's playing his dad when you whenever you google his dad um, oh my god so john glover's another great glover actor john this, glover from uh, gremlins too Final Luther. he was clump, he was, wasn't he clump or something like in, in gremlins too yes the, yes yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the trump type of guy yeah yeah or... yeah yep no he was let us not uh, forget Corey glover either of living color <laughs> That's Corey Glover, right? Yeah, exactly. Shout out to all the spices. Glovers are great. <laughs> all the Glovers, yeah. yeah. Um, like a glove. So two, I guess, right? Is that where we're at? Two. Yes. Two. Uh, two uh, is Ginny. Ginny Field. Amy Steele. Yep, absolutely. So she's my favorite. Favorite final girl. Um, no offense to Kimberly Beck if she's listening. Because I found out she re recently listened to one of the podcast interviews. So I'm like, uh, in case she listens to this one, I love you, Kimberly Beck. I love you, Trish Jarvis. 
Yes, come. You come a fan, on. You're the only final girl that protects her family in the Friday Thirteenth series. You're fantastic, but Amy used psychology on that motherfucker. <laughs> so, come talk to us, Kim. Um, yeah. <laughs> but also, uh, uh, with, with, with Ginny, like you used in the very beginning of the movie, you use, uh, like a quote of hers. Was it, did I read that correctly? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the thing about, um, you did your job. Well, mommy is please yeah. come kneel down, which yeah. is kind of foreshadowing what happens at the end of the movie that he's on his knees. Oh, very and cool. he did it. So, uh, and I'm waiting for somebody to say, you know, the quote is Ginny Field from 1984. And I'm waiting for somebody to say, but wait, part two came out in 81. That makes no sense, blah, blah, blah. So I could be like, yeah, but in the movie itself, it's five years later from the first one, which would be 1984. You fucking so. take take that, you cocksucker. Yeah, I'm, I'm, pre- I'm, I'm preparing <laughs> for the, the, the fan hate, the haters, you know. Bo- Bobby's, Bo- Bobby's got one in the chamber waiting for that first guy to step <laughs> yeah, I, up. I just can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> just Ready. Wait. Uh, my number two is Tina Shepard, man. Um, nice. say what you want about part seven. Um, she was just, she was Carrie versus Jason, man. It, it was like, as a kid, you kind of wanted Jason to have a fight and she mm-hmm. gave him a fucking fight. And that's what I remember, just her being like this like really big superpower. And for that, I just had to put her in at number two because I, I, out of everyone in the movies, you know, sure, it's it's probably one of the lower ranked movies, but she was pretty fucking badass through that whole movie dealing with that dickhead. I don't know doctor. about lower ranked. I mean, people love part seven. Did they? So. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 there's a lot of. I mean, they love the Jason look. They love Tina, so it kind of like helps the movie overall. Yeah. Um. You know, it's got a, like a cool handheld vibe to it. Cool. Running around the woods. I don't know. I love the way he throws. I like it. I just hate the end. I I love the way he throws that blonde girl. <laughs> that's like really douchey. <laughs> like when he walks in, like. If you go on Facebook and you find that gif, it's fucking hilarious. He just oh, like, where she flies behind the TV. <laughs> I yeah. mean, like I don't. He must have really <laughs> thrown some stunt double like across right. the room. Great. Uh, uh, Lang at number two. Uh, that chubby girl with the banana. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the hitchhiker. No, it's not. It's not really her, but uh, it was. It was Ginny. But uh, I had to mention that the banana girl because it's. Um, Jenny's great. One of my favorite final girls ever. Everything you guys said before. Mm-hmm. I love the still of her holding the pitchfork. That that was one of my favorite shots oh, yeah. that you will see. Um, but that whole the whole sequence, she, the final chase sequence and and showdown with Jason. It's one of the best uh, in the series. Obviously, I tried to. Horror. I tried to copy a couple of those shots. I don't know if you realized it, Sam that there, there's a shot that I stole directly from part two where Ginny like runs out onto a path and she looks both ways and she like comes up, runs up and stops in front of the camera. And that's when she sees the cabin that Jason. So I, I kind of did the same thing with the kid. See, yeah. see almost exact same shot, except it's now I got to watch it again. Yeah. I got to pay attention I to that one. That. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's when like, and then the kid like sees the big, you know, wide opening that he winds up where the finale happens. 
but like I'm just like, oh, I gotta use that same shot that Amy did. Yeah. Also, also, she got one of the nicest slices of any final girl uh, down that leg, like that whole like she got fucking. Oh big. yeah. I mean, it, just a gorgeous special effect too. Like it was just like like you know you see movies today that don't have that. You see mm-hmm. that movie, you're like, holy shit! He just split her whole fucking leg open, you know. Much uh, better than the the peeing she did, you know. Yes, the peeing. Yeah. <laughs> did she mention the peeing in her interview? Yeah. <laughs> nah. Shit. And how stupid she thought it was. No, <laughs> no. I, you know, I, I don't think we, we, we brought that up. You know, we, we didn't want her to hang up on us. Oh, okay. <laughs> just it's like rapid fire questions for maybe before she. Yeah, it's up. like, uh, yeah. That was peeing. gonna be my lead question. <laughs> yeah, we uh, thought so, better of. Uh, all right, so our favorite. So let's do yeah. the the number one right here, Bobby. Uh, number one favorite character of any Friday the Thirteenth movie is. Uh, besides Jason. Besides Jason. <laughs> and besides every character from Part Five. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna have to say uh, Mrs. Ooh, Vorty. Baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mrs. Voorhees, I'm gonna have to say, is just I mean, she's what <laughs> makes that movie awesome, like in the end. Like if the if that reveal and that story and the way she tells the story yeah. and how believably crazy she is <laughs> yeah. doesn't work, then that first movie doesn't work. Yeah. Um like you know, when growing up, that first movie was kind of like, Well, I like it. But it's boring to me as a kid. Yeah, um, you're right. But and I didn't really appreciate it. And now a lot of it's like I'm just looking at it with adult eyes and seeing how it shot and what went on to make it. And you know, I like the characters now and Adrian King and everybody, Kevin Bacon. You know, uh, never heard of him. No. <laughs> All those characters, you know, like they're. I like them now, but man, Betsy Palmer, that end is she. She really did nail that awesome. ending for sure. And I, I will say this about Adrian King, uh, in the second movie, she definitely like that very beginning of of the second one where she gets the fucking like I think yeah. it's like a screwdriver to the ice, head, ice pick. Ice pick. Um, ice pick. maybe you're right. Like one minute. Um, man, that was a brutal death, and it was very shocking. And you weren't expecting mm-hmm. it. And it was like that. That's probably one of the top three, like best kills because it's pretty like jarring. You're like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my number one is a, is a duo. So I'm going to go with Megan Garris and Tommy Jarvis from Friday 13 part six. Um, just them as a duo. Like I really think everything about part six just fucking work, man. It, it was, yeah. just, it looked great. The cast was great. Um, these two just really drove that movie, man. Like it just, they were so good together and, uh, yeah, I, I love them. It, my, my favorite, uh, of the, of the whole series, those two together. You know? Were as a fan and a massive fan of part six, did you, did you have a problem with me recasting Megan with Catherine Mary Stewart? Oh no 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 no! Is that not, supposed not, to be not, Megan? No, yeah, no, not at all, not at all. Because um, just because it's her, like you know what I mean. Like to me, like when I saw like her in the movie, I was just like, oh, that's 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 a good 
you know, like, so I you, did you I don't, feel like we, we upgraded a little bit? From, well, yeah. it's not upgrade. It's just like, I felt like the fans wouldn't have mind yeah. if you replaced Jennifer Cook because Jennifer Cook never acted again after that. Oh, and fans I, I, know that. I, I didn't know that. Oh, a lot of fans. Yeah. A lot of fans are aware that like she just left acting after Jason lives. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so and, no, that was a good call then, because if she never did anything after that, I mean, like what, I mean, if you're going to be replaced, I mean, that's it's like, yeah, I'm just like, well, the only character I could have Catherine play where fans wouldn't be like, yo, it's not the original actress. So this sucks or, you know, wh whatever It's just like, well, I love Megan and I feel like Megan as great as she is. And she was cute as hell, you know? Um, like she didn't get to do a lot of battle damage on Jason. It's just kind of like the motorboat, you know, propeller to his neck, and that's it, really. I mean, she saves Tommy, which is amazing. It gives him mouth to mouth and stuff, but like she didn't get to like, you know, she almost died. <laughs> she yeah. she didn't put up much of a fight. Sure. So I'm like, well, let me make Megan the, be the one that has the shotgun at the end of my movie. Or oh, sorry, spoilers. But like no, that, 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 that's a you know what I never I, I didn't even put two and two together that 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 you would take that angle. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm like, well, I love this movie so much, but like the final girl doesn't really get to. It's more Tommy's story. It is. He's a final and boy. Lives. Yeah, he's the final boy. Right. So yeah. I'm just like, thank, well, thank, thanks for mansplaining, Tommy. Yeah. Mansplaining. <laughs> I had the mansplaining. <laughs> Um, um let's throw a shout out for sheriff garris too man that guy is awesome <laughs> yeah well you know tom uh mclaughlin told told us that you know it was just all named after uh his buddy mick garris which i think mick garris cool. of course yeah mm -hmm. uh all right langan let's close it up i'm gonna give it to crazy ralph yo yo i wanted <laughs> crazy ralph on my I, it was either him or pop lock girl but yeah <laughs> i i love crazy ralph i'll still Say you, it's well, you're all doomed. Yeah, I'll throw that out there. The death curse line, I'll throw that. I love how he's the town crazy, which you see in horror movies, it's a trope at this point. But I love this guy riding his yeah. little bicycle away because you know he probably caught like five Kiwis, they took his license away. Yeah, the only way he gets around I love town. It. I love it. He's the typical <laughs> county drunk. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a license. Listen, OG, like he was OG. Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know anyone else who's warning kids before him. He was like, the, he was the OG, and he was snitch. married too. What's Apparently, he? he was married because, like, in the, the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah in, the, the, in the movie, he was like, missing or something, right? Or the uh, one of the, I don't remember. The, the cop is talking about how his wife was worried. Yes, something like that. That's like, while it. He's driving the uh, the head counselor guy you know, back to camp or whatever. He, they're having a conversation about Ralph and how his wife was worried or something. I'm just like, oh my God, that guy's married. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, like he's, he's a prize. He's a prize. Uh, yeah, great, great pick. I honestly should have been on my list, but you know, uh, you got to leave someone off sometimes. You know, there's 12 fucking movies and a lot of characters. You gonna I would have th thrown in that uh, the Lana guy that was just yelling at some girl while listening to the shittiest music. I Lana! thought for sure Lana! you were going to pick um, the Destiny Child chick. Ah, yes. Kelly Rowland. Wait, the who? Ke Kelly yeah, Rowland. Kelly Rowland. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I, I wrote down 
uh, the only one on, on left on my list that I kind of have like a you know an honorable mention to is the kid Linderman from Freddy versus Jason. Like I have a soft spot for that kid. Like he just seemed like I mean I think he's a great actor. He was like the kind of nerdy kid um, who's in. Uh, he's been in a few things. I think uh, the girl next door and a few other things. But like. I kind of have a soft spot for that kid because he, he just seemed very real and cool. And he makes yeah. fun of Kelly Rowland in that one scene about, you know, if all the makeup on your face wasn't weighing down your <laughs> whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, but he turned out to be like a really sweet character. Like when he died, he's the only character, I think, in Freddy vs. Jason where I'm just like, oh, yeah. man. What he about just the- bled out by a tree. That's not cool. <laughs> like- what, 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 what about the Jay and Silent Bob? Like that thing was just so bad. I'm like the Jason Muse guy. Like, oh, like, that that guy. That was just Kyle, brutal. Kyle Levine. That was just so brutal. Yeah, the to stoner watch. guy. I'm like, yeah. this is terrible. But uh, cool, Bobby. The goalie was pissed about something. Bobby, thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, um, I'm gonna put a link to the movie. Thank you for including our dumb little band in the movie as well. And I hope it does amazing. My pleasure, yeah, man. I hope it Best does amazing. Best of luck to everything. I hope I can yeah. squeeze them in the next one. Yeah. I, I Do you mind if I squeeze Dead into the next one if I can? That's it. We, we you know, we squeeze them into all of them. Like, you know, I'm, re- <laughs> I'm ready for that franchise money. <laughs> That's uh, it. <laughs> so, guys. Well, I'm, you guys, will, every every member of the band, I'll give a free Blu-ray to when, when we get them made and stuff so oh that'd be great yeah uh, should be in the next couple of months there'll be like behind the scenes stuff on there and bloopers and so, fun stuff like that so awesome. um yeah so well, yeah thanks for hanging out with and, us. and the yeah. next movie we got to make a music video we got to make sean king make a music video with your band coincide with clips like, like from man the movie man, man behind the mask you know like that like <laughs> absolutely that, like, that, like that alice cooper shit right uh, let's do it cool uh awesome yeah good talking to you i'll see you soon thanks for hanging out and thanks uh, bob i'll see you guys thanks guys man this was awesome um, good luck with everything anytime you want yeah uh, anytime and we'll, out more yeah we we have complete nonsense conversations and we're, we're always looking for people to jump on with us so yep. yeah get get me and dan tur on there too yeah like oh okay same time. Sure. I, I love hanging out with dan he's dan, amazing dan's the best idea yeah Dan makes these awesome shirts for us. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm, shit. Nice. I'm, I'm wearing a Dan t-shirt right now. My um, Oh, he's the he's the man. Method, Dan the man. Method man and uh psycho uh nice. uh all right, cool. Guys, later. Later, guys. Take care, guys. Awesome. Bye.